0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Today is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. It's 12 o'clock, and it is a rainy and wet Sunday in Central Florida, the Sunshine State. Um, no regrets about the weather. I needed a rainy day today. Somehow, it always seems to rain on the day that I want it to. So that works out just fine. As long as it doesn't rain on a Disney day, I'm okay with that. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Why share with anyone who's interested out there. It takes a so, super duper um, long time yeah, to yay. boot it up. Um, and so... I've, anyways, I, and now tonight, I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which, I forgot what it is. <laughs> right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Hey, I'm going to start off my podcast, since I mentioned Disney. I want to start off my podcast. You know, I was mentioning Disney World in the form of an addiction, because I was thinking that I was substituting my addictive behaviors Onto to something else to try to stimulate my dopamine. And you know what I noticed is that when I get in the car and I'm on my way to go to Disney World, I notice that I want to step a little bit harder on the gas pedal. And I notice that the closer I get, the more my heart is beating faster and faster and faster. And it doesn't matter how many times I've been there. I get the same reaction every single time. And the closer that I get to the front gate, the more that I feel this, like, rush. And uh, and then I get all the same, same sort of symptoms that I used to get when I was using medications and drugs. And then when I leave, for example, today is Sunday. I haven't been to Disney World since Friday. I have a very strong desire to go today. I want to go now. And... On Saturday and Friday, and well, basically Friday night and Saturday, I had just a very uh, sort of let downish, sort of cravy feeling. So I do think that there is a addictive component to um, the elements of Disney World, but I think that it's in the relationship to dopamine. And I think I don't think it's like addictive Disney World itself. What I think is that when a person has problems with dopamine and it manifests in a form of like addiction, I think that that pattern is what is addictive. You know, like my brain recognizes, oh, dopamine is going to come. And so it starts to do its thing in recognition of a certain pattern of of, uh, feeling and behavior that it's anticipating. And I don't think it matters... I mean, I get the same way over chocolate cake. You know what I mean? I get the same way over certain things. But I think of all the things that I could have as an issue, this is the most harmless. I can get off of this one the easiest. And so I think it's really good that God brought me to the right place at the right time that I can, at the time when I need the distraction the most, have a distraction that is fully distracting, and, and even if it does feel like almost addictive, uh, I, I think it's pretty, pretty harmless at this point. And I think it's someplace I can work down from. And so, you know, I don't want to, it sounds so hokey to say Disney World addiction, but I'm talking not about Disney World itself, but of the physical and chemical reaction that I get from going there. And is it the same process that happens from other mechanisms I've used in the past and if so is this a healthier way to experience that thing because what I'm trying to do what's happened to me is I have a problem with dopamine receptors in my brain and I have problems with the mechanisms by which dopamine dopamine is created formed released and and accepted by my body and utilized. I have major issues with these processes. And there probably are surrounding processes that are also involved. But I'm mostly focused on dopamine because it seems to be, well, it just seems to be the most direct way to manage it. And what I have found is that when I have something that's stimulating that dopamine response, it feels very similar in response to other things that have stimulated that dopamine response. However, this one is not have the severe, the severity that I have experienced before. And so I, I'm not saying Disney World is the addiction. I'm saying it is a how did my, how, how my counselor put it was vitally engaging creative pursuits that will stimulate the brain enough to create the dopamine and, and force it to uh you know do what it needs to do and that combined with correct nutrition and vitamins and giving the body what it needs to stimulate the dopamine and i have been very focused on this project for several years now and you know it it, what it takes is the correct level and i found a thing that has so much okay there's rides there's stimulating environment there's movement there's sunshine there's all the components of things that stimulate dopamine responses, okay? And not only that, adrenaline responses, norepinephrine responses, serotonin responses, all these things are, all the components are there. Bright colors, lots of children, you know, it's why they call it a happy place. And, And animated puppets and all those things are there. And I think that as a fully immersive Uh, environmental situational thing. It does stimulate what my brain has been looking for and it does help. And there is a withdrawal from it and there is like a sort of a craving for it. But you know what? It's so mild compared to things I've had in the past that I am so excited that it's manageable. Although there are days when it's like today, I would prefer if I had something to do, it wasn't raining, but that's okay. Um, And also, it would be be better if my foot didn't hurt in an agonizing and horrifying way. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. So anyways, that's what's happening with the Disney World. Um, I thought I'd mention it because it came up. And uh, next, I'm going to talk about is, uh, you know, I've had a really bad case of restless leg syndrome the last, Mm, month it's been seemingly well there's been good days and bad days but in the last week let's say has just been horrific and I have not known what the variable is but I, my foot has been in agonizing pain and so to have to get up with restless legs in the middle of the night and have my foot in pain has caused me great problems and since my father died I seem to be wanting to wake up earlier in the morning And um, I think I got myself screwed up because what I have found is now I'm waking up in the morning with restless legs, not doing the thing on the pattern that was working before. And over the last couple of days, I've determined, here's the thing, I've determined do the thing that works and do the thing that works. And when you're off the thing that works and it's no longer working, that's because you're not doing the thing that works. And so I have come to the conclusion that I have gotten off of the thing that works and thus I'm experiencing more discomfort. And so I tried in the last two nights or so to try to bring myself back to that way that works. And the way that works is very difficult to wrap my brain around and it's hard to do. But to stay, to, to rearrange my morning slash nighttime, like this right now, 12 noon, is my morning. It's like I'm just waking up. I'm just getting conscious. I just had my vitamins. Like 11 o'clock. I should not be out of bed before 11 o'clock. Except I've been having restless legs in the morning. But what I also have noticed is that I've been taking less magnesium, and that's because I ran out and I didn't want to spend money. You see, I have a recurring problem of being a total tightwad. And I I often forget that money comes from God. And I always have to remind myself money comes from God. Money comes from God. The thing I need will come from God because God is the source of all things. And if God wants me to have the thing I need, it will be there. And God wants me to have the thing I need, obviously. And so there's no reason for me to panic about money, although sometimes I... I don't panic. I just I'm frugal and thrifty, and I try to budget and I try to wait till I have this. Mo- I don't want to spend money till I have the money in the account. La 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 la. So today, on that note, I'm going to go and buy some magnesium. But um so on the restless legs, doing the thing that consistently works, it consistently does work. So last night. I I tried to push myself to stay up later. I think I went to bed at around midnight, which is still really early. That's about three hours too early. And I was laying around listening to podcasts. I was up and down. 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock isn't so bad, but like around 2 o'clock consistently. And so I just made up my mind that, you know, I'm taking – whenever I get up, I take more magnesium because obviously it's not enough. So more magnesium, more magnesium, more magnesium, more magnesium, and, uh, and finally fall asleep, and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh, sleep as much as I need in the morning, and then be sedentary. Like The last thing I need to be doing right now is walking around, because what will happen is I'll make my foot sore. And later on at 2 in the morning when I need to be walking around, I'll be like, oh, God, I don't want to get up and walk around now. And it won't be because I don't need to walk around. It's because I just don't want to because I already walked around all damn day. Like it's very – and it's very hard for me in the morning. I'm going to tell you a thought process I have in the morning. It's very difficult. I wake up in the morning and the thought that I have is, oh, God, I have to start moving and I'm going to be moving until 2 o'clock in the morning. And I start thinking about how sore the bottom of my foot is and the top of my foot. And I start thinking about how tired my legs get. And then I think about, oh God, and at 3 in the morning I'm going to be twitching and uncomfortable and I can't lay down. And I start to get very depressed right off the bat first thing in the morning and it is not good. Not good at all. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlund Show. So, and as you know, I like to be very positive if I can. So when I notice that this is happening, and this is a definitely downward spiral, because dreading getting up in the morning because of, oh God, I have to start moving around. And the problem is, is that there's too many hours during the day, if I get up too early in the morning, say 9 o'clock, and I don't go to bed till 3.30 in the morning, that's a lot of hours to be standing up and moving around. And given the fact that I can't really ever sit down once I start standing up because I just get too uncomfortable, that's a lot of hours to be moving around. And if there's nothing to do that day, then that's a lot of hours to not have anything to do and to be uncomfortable for that long because it's very uncomfortable to sit around with nothing to do. So, and late at night at 2 to 3, 1 to 3 in the morning, eh, I don't mind being alone in my dark house. So the idea is to adjust the length of time in the morning before movement occurs. And see, right now, I don't have restless leg syndrome. So there is no reason for me to be walking, moving, standing up on my foot, on my sore foot. No reason at all. And I got plenty of things I can do sitting down. I can pay bills. I can do my podcast. I can write things on my, for my writing group. I can do editing on my previously written work. I can do a lot of things. I can get in my car, drive somewhere. You know, like, now's a good time to drive somewhere. And so, um, and I shouldn't really be walking around until, like, 4 o'clock. It's really hard, really hard to push. That's the hardest thing to wrap my brain around at all. And when I was living next door to my mother, it was a lot easier. But it's very hard at this time of day to just be sitting around, nothing to do until, like, 2 in the afternoon. And so... That's where it's hard, the restless legs, and it's just so dreadful. And, and the more that it becomes dreadful, the more that the dreadfulness makes it worse. So the last thing that can possibly happen is to exacerbate the problem by dreading the discomfort. So if I'm here going, oh, my God, I got to start moving around too early. I'm going to be tired. Oh, my God, at 3 in the morning and dread, 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 dread is telling my brain a very bad signal a very bad message and so i I try i try not to do these things i try to keep a positive outlook i try to do things try to occupy myself but even right now my feet are tingling a little bit so um that's you know how I deal with the restless legs, and it's very difficult. I don't want to make it seem easy. I don't want to try to blow you off. But if it's you know, I used to take the medications, and I can guarantee that the medications do not lead to a good place. And eventually, sooner or later, it has to end. And so, if you're listening to my podcast and you're thinking, "Oh my God, I I take those medicines. What am I going to do?" It's very. I don't want to make it. I don't want to scare you away. But I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give you dread, but I don't want to make it seem like it's easy either. The first thing I did was I made up my mind that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Okay, I was just telling my mother this last night. Planet Earth. Think about planet Earth. Think about all the animals that live on Earth, and all the history of Earth, and all the levels of comfort. And what, what level of comfort, you know, what, do I, what kind of an expectation of comfort is, is should a person have or should I have? And, you know, the longer that a human lives on earth, the more likely that there's going to be damage to their body, to their brain, to their comfort zone, to their level. And so in my opinion, and this is probably the message for today, I'll probably cut it short. Because I'd rather cut it short and then babble on about nothing. In my opinion, humbly, um, I forgot what my opinion was. Is that crazy? In my opinion, it. uh, In my opinion, there is a. um, If you live on Earth, and you're going to keep getting older then a person has to accept the fact that the comfort level is going to go down and one has to become, or I have to become okay with being uncomfortable, you know, and that's really the only answer. And when you think about all of earth and think about all the other animals, I mean, most animals, they sleep on dirt and rocks, up in trees, in sticks, you know, most humans don't even live in the type of comfort that Americans live in. And, um, or europeans and so comfort eh, a lot of people walk around in a lot of different types of pain and you know it's best to learn how to understand the level of discomfort than it is to try to just deny it and also to try to push it down with drugs and medicines because eventually that'll make it worse so that's my podcast for today i hope you get something out of it have a great day thank you for listening the opinions expressed in The Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.